Hello, my name is Feather, and you are listening to Splintercast Reads Shadows of Self. Um, this is our first episode! Yay! Um, quick, before I get into the chapter, I want to let you guys know that, unlike Words of Radiance, I have not read any of the pre-released chapters, so I get to start at the very beginning. Um, which is exciting for me, because uh, if you listen to Words of Radiance, that Splintercast... Um, starts in the middle of chapter 7, because that I'd read all of the stuff be- that had come before that. Um, I was good. I didn't read preview things this time. So, um, I will admit that I read a released draft chapter, like, I don't remember when it was, maybe like a year ago. So I do remember a little bit of, like, Wax and Steris planning wedding things, and then I think there was some kind of chase scene where Marasi did something awesome. But that was vague, and it was a long time ago, so it's very possible that the final draft is different. Um, I have not been reading the ones that have been released more recently. So, if there's a few things that seem familiar to me in the first ones, that's why, but we shall see how this goes. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and read the acknowledgments. I love the acknowledgments. Um, I know lots of people probably skip over them, but they're it's it's like watching the credits in a movie for me so i'm going to see also i usually maybe like know a couple people in them and that's always fun the instant peter alstrom um (laughs) i love brandon's appellations for peter they're my favorite i always have to like wait what's peter's special adjective for this one then please get my name right olson amusing Ooh, the okay, so I'm done with the acknowledgments, and I just saw the Elendel map for the first time, and it has color. That's so pretty. Oh, okay, let's see what the, the comments are. Had to add the tributary and reservoir myself, since the canton of cartography doesn't seem to care about accuracy outside of Elendel. Um, is this Naj? I'm trying to get see if I can get I'm using an ebook reader for this one and I'm trying to see if I can see the whole thing. Uh it doesn't look like it. I'm going to assume that it's Naj because that's the font they've used for Naj's handwriting before. Interesting. Oh, and the Alindo map is also in color beautifully. Okay, what does it say? My friend annotated notations as per your instructions. Again, Naj. Okay, so it is Naj. God, I want to know more about Naj. Who is he? Our mysterious cartographic world hopper. He seems cool, whoever he is. Alright, well, I'll have to look at these later. Prologue. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do the prologue and three chapters in this one. I suppose it depends on how long it ends up being. Let's see. Oh, this is the flashback. I do remember the prologue a little bit. Um, okay, let me see. I might be able to skim through this. Because um, I think I might have actually read a, a more finalized version of this one. Destroyer. I can't believe Wax named his horse Destroyer. <laughs> I just love this dialogue. But I have a friend. That's surprising. The barkeep glared at him. Uh, sometimes I forget that Wax wears fancy clothes when he's out in the roughs. And this, uh, like, this chapter or prologue thing kind of reminded me of that. And I just love it. I kind of love fancy outfits and suits, and the fact that Wax decides he's going to keep up a dignified image in the middle of nowhere is great. And here's Lassie, who is, unlike me, very unimpressed with Wax's ensemble. Um, a cravat, really. (laughs) 
that's kind of my thing. The gentleman bounty hunter. Exactly, Wax. You're kind of dramatic and a goof, but I love it. Little little Wax trying to figure out what his image is going to be. Gotta have an aesthetic going on. Nerd. What? Why shouldn't I have a reputation, Wax is saying. Unless he's like, because it paints a target on your head. Worth the danger, Wax says. You're nerd, Wax! Oh my gosh, I can't believe. You're gonna, I'd say you're gonna get yourself shot in the head, but actually you're gonna get your wife shot in the head, because I know what happens in the other prologue. I'm sorry, I'm gonna apologize. If you guys are new to, like, who I am, I'm a bad person when it comes to fiction. Uh, there's a reason my signature on 17th Shard says Fandom Monster. I like tragic, horrible things happening to, happening to good people who don't deserve them. So, just, I, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I can't really apologize, but sorry. Oh, I'd forgotten that this early on in the story, Wax wasn't very open about his um, being a metalborn. Okay, because he's uh, Leslie was saying that he should. They they have to jump two stories, and he's thinking, well, I could do that, but I don't want to. I love that Leslie also makes fun of him for naming his horse Destroyer. I love it. Leslie is me. I claim her it's my own. She keep she calls Wax a nerd for being a nerd because he's a bounty hunter nerd. Ugh. Okay, so he's facing down against Joe and his cronies right now. Um, is where I'm at, and I just am struck by how much I love Alamancy. Um, it's just so cool. Like, I know if you're listening to these and you're on 17th Shard, you probably know Alamancy's cool, but Alamancy is so cool. Um, I actually, uh, one of the RP campaigns that I was in was called Alindel United, and I had two characters, and one of them was a coin shot, and I'm just, like, remembering how much fun it was to write a coin shot. So cool. Okay, sorry. I just have to, like, gush over Alamancy for a second, and, like, Alamantic gunfights are even cooler so fun <laughs> oh and he's trying to convince her not to shoot him as um she pulls the crossbow on him <laughs> um i still think your legs are pretty and i love how she like turns around and is like that was the worst line i've ever heard but it still worked like she still stayed on his side they're adorable, and I like them, and I miss her, because I know she's not going to be in the actual book, because she's dead. Oh, he struck a dramatic pose in the rubble. One foot up, Granite Joe dead beside him, the both bodyguards fell. Maxilium Ladrian. You're a nerd. Okay. I'm just, that's going to be my word for when Wax does dumb, dramatic things. He's a nerd. So y'all just get used to it if he continues to do those things. <laughs> Maybe you should spend a little less time with your thing and a little more with your gun. Now that sounded dirty. Good. I hate being crass by accident. Excellent. I love them. And that's the end of the prologue. So yes, I did actually remember that one. Um, So quickly ran through it. So let's move on to part one. So it looks like we are 17 years later for chapter one, and I have no idea what's happening with that 
first chapter. Okay, things have definitely changed since I last... Okay, Winston auctioning himself off. I'm lost. I'm just gonna read for a little bit because I need to figure out what's ready. Alright, so we have a... Pulling would be a rioter. Um, Winston is some kind of important person because he has a bodyguard whose name is Flog. Why would you name your bodyguard Flog? Okay. So he's rioting Flog. Um, who's his bodyguard? They're doing something. Let's see. Okay, they're looking up at the field of rebirth. Hi, Ben. Hi, Lind. The Great Katasand. Have we heard that term before? Um, I know we've heard Final Ascension before, but... Hmm. He's riding the people around him in the room. Or behind him. He's on a balcony. So back in the room. What's going on? He's watching us. The mists are his eyes. That sounds survivorish. ist ish Survivorist-ish? Yeah, let's go with that. Survivorist-esque. That didn't actually work any better. Because I think that's more... Um, yeah. Okay, he's got a seeker at the bar. Sweet. Nice. Sorry, Elyon, my... my one of my two Elendel characters was a Seeker, so I'm, I really like Seekers. She was a really fun character to play. So what's going on with this auction? I'm so curious. Oh, the Wax's uncle's supposed to be coming. That's interesting, but he's not here. Ooh, one of the other crime lords in the room. Did we have a confirmation before that... Are all of the people in the room crime lords, or are there just crime lords among them? I don't know. <laughs> so he's auctioning off his vote in the Senate. Great. What a wonderful person we have here. Lovely. Okay, so half of them are crime lords, half are noble people who are uh, no less corrupt. Go figure. Oh, he's the governor's brother. Lovely. Gross. Okay, so who is with Dowser? Perhaps in constabulatory imply the woman with her is who they're talking about. They think she's a spy or a cop. Short golden hair. Hmm. I mean, I don't think we know. I think Steris might be blonde, but I really can't see Steris doing something like this. It could be Morassi wearing a wig, but or it could be someone totally new. I don't know. It, it might be kind of fun to have a new person. Up and about. Let's see. And there's a gunshot. Okay. There's more gunshots. <laughs> They're, oh, they, they all just started firing. This is why you shouldn't have a party full of crime lords. Because one thing happens and then everybody tries to kill each other. It just seems silly. I mean, it kind of serves you right though, Winston, like, that your bribery party should go off the rails. Winston saw his fortune dying a bloody death on the floor above him. Good. I'm glad. They're all dead. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so somebody used this as a, a like way to get all of the bad people in the city together and kill them all off. And he just got his throat slit. I'm thinking it was the lady who um was with Dowser. That's, that's what I'm going to... That's what I'm going to go with. 
Um, that didn't seem like a very nice person way to handle the problem, though. Murdering everyone in the room, you know. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of amused. Like, first of all, if she is the one who literally got everyone in that room dead and then killed Winston, she's kind of awesome. I mean, in a probably the villain of this story kind of way. But hey, at least she's seems to be falling more on the well-intentioned extremist side than actual just despicable person. Let's see. Let's keep going. Anyway, chapter two. All right, so this is a chapter that looks familiar because we have Wax reading... Oh, what is this? Is it... It's not Sazed's book. Sorry, I probably say that word wrong. Um, heads up for everyone listening. It's probably supposed to be Sazed. Um, but I said, say Sazed, and I don't want to change it. So just know that I'm incorrect and don't judge me. Okay, but it's Marsh's book. That's right, because Marsh met Wax or... No, 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 no. Marsh met Marasi at the end of the last book. He, like, came up and talked to her and told her to pass something along to Wax, I believe. So, anyway, anyway. So, yes, Wax is reading Marsh's book, and I'm just like, ah, I get to hear from, like, the Marsh and... Um, I, you know what? I may try to change my pronunciation of Sezed. Um, just because I probably should. And I did it with the, the Words of Radiance characters. Um, I don't know if any of you guys were around before, but I definitely used to say, um, Renarin and Adeline. I can't even say them wrong anymore. Um, and I've since changed it to Renarin and Adeline, which is the more correct pronunciation. Also, disclaimer, Brandon doesn't really care how you pronounce the characters' names. Um, just in case you're worried that you're getting things wrong. Brandon's really cool about that sort of thing, but I am more of a stickler when it comes to me myself, and so I'm probably going to try to be correct. However, that is going to end up with me switching between the correct and my old pronunciation for a while, and I'm sorry, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, yep, y'all hit the play button. You got to deal with all my nonsense. Lol. Okay, let's go. And yes, so this is Steris's wedding planning that I remember from way back when. Um, I really like Steris. Um, just like not even in a sort of like she's a funny comic relief character sort of way. Like I really like her as a person and I'm kind of defensive of like what she wants and her happiness. Um, she's just, I, she's not exactly what you might expect from, especially from like the, I don't know. I can't really explain why I love Steris so much. Um, it might be like a protective instinct, because I feel like she's the kind of character that lots of people might just like write off. Oh, she's not the typically attractive female character, and she's doing this all weird arranged marriage thing with Wax. It's so funny. Let's laugh at her. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm kind of defensive, and I care about her as a person. So anyway, I do love Steris. Um, I like her and Wax. Not necessarily as a romantic couple, but actually probably because of the fact that they're not quite as romantic. Like, I think it's good for Wax that, you know, after he lost his wife, he kind of has this political marriage that he doesn't necessarily, like, he's not expected to have a big emotional investment in with Steris, and Steris kind of respects that. Um, I think they kind of fit each other well in that 
regard. Yeah. Hemalurgy is good now. I don't know that I agree with you, Marsh. Um, but maybe it is. Maybe it could be. I mean, I'm sure there's ways to do good things with hemalurgy, but I'm pretty sure that it still requires, like, massively ripping apart people's souls, no matter which person is powering it. I, I don't, I don't think, um, Seizad taking over the magic systems as Harmony actually really changed the way they functioned a lot. But maybe it did. Who knows? Maybe hemalurgy and almancy will kind of, like, come together in a more harmonious way rather than being more preservation and more ruin. I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting. Okay, so yeah, Steris is blonde. Um, but I really don't think she was the person at the party. Um, unless I have seriously misjudged her and she's a fantastic actress, which would also be cool. Um, maybe that's a little bit why I like Steris too, because I am, I'm a natural blonde as well. No jokes. Nobody's allowed to make blonde jokes at me. Don't do it. I'll fight you. I've invited all of my family as would be proper, Star said, and all of my acquaintances that merit the regard. I just like that. I like that she's so straightforward. She's just kind of got her own way of doing things. I just love Staris so much. She's just so cute. In her own bizarre Staris way. She's quickly becoming a protect-at-all-costs kind of character, the more I read of this. Hello, Wayne. Wayne has just shown up. <laughs> oh, don't be mean to the butler, Wayne. He just shut the door in his face. The marksman has made his move. Interesting. And Wayne and Steris have nicknames for each other. I like that Steris is kind of being cute in, in the group. Okay, okay, you know what? I just, I'm gonna go ahead and just say Steris is maybe like my fave. Oops. I don't know how that happened. It just kind of did. My bad. Be quiet. Nobody's... Don't judge me for my choices and favorite characters. She's a good favorite character. Oh, and there's a little bit awkward. Oh, felt as though there should be something more to their parting. A send-off of some sort. Fondness. She Stara seemed to sense it too, but neither of them said anything. It's okay, guys. You can you work it. You can work it out later. Just keep going. It's all right. Hmm. And she is a constable now. I've actually heard some rumors um, about that from various lawyer friends who are um, somewhat upset that Marasi has left her. Uh, soliciting career, her career as a solicitor behind to join the constables. But, yeah. Um, they were not pleased with it. Um, they, they, they are actually kind of upset about it, though I don't necessarily understand the situation well enough to understand why it would be upsetting quite as much. I'll have to ask them why it's bad that Marasi is a constable now. But, eh... I mean, I think she serves well as, she'd serve well as an analyst and executive assistant. Um, although I like that she shouldn't be subjected to danger in that role, yet here she was. Trouble. Wax, don't be an old man about the car. You sound like those people who are like, cell phones are ruining this current generation. Nobody knows how to talk to each other anymore. You just need to accept changes as they come. It's all good. Hmm. 
Marasi says, you complain about the motor car, about me being here, about your tea being too hot in the morning. One would almost think you made some horrible life decision that you regret deep down. Wonder what that could be. Mm, is she talking about the wedding? Does Marasi not like the fact that Steris and Wax are getting married? Like, I kind of picked up that she sort of had a crush on him, but I didn't think she'd be so open about not approving of the wedding if she... Like, if the only reason she would have to oppose it would be her sort of crush, I didn't think she would come out and say that sort of thing. Hmm. Also, I like Steris and Wax getting married, so I'm not going to be happy with Marasi if she tries to stop that. Hmm. Coin shot versus coin shot. I feel like Wax has an edge in a coin shot chase, though, just because of his ferrochemy, though. Like... The fact that his ferrochemy interacts with his alamancy so heavily, just, like, I don't feel like a normal coin shot would really be able to compete with him. Ooh, like, black with white tusks, like a demon of the deepness from the old stories. Do we know what old stories those are? I'm trying to think black with white tusks would be... I don't know. Um... The only mythological sort of thing I could think of might be, like, mistwraiths, but those wouldn't really be, hmm, interesting. I don't know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel that Scadriel, Scadriel, I don't know. Oh, I should look that one up too. Um, I think I usually say Scadriel. Um, but I don't know that it had much of a demonology before this. I mean, we know who most of their figures of legend are, and I'm not putting together what this black-and-white-tusked demon from the old stories could be. Mm, interesting. I'll keep thinking about it. Which means that I'm going to forget immediately as I continue to read on and won't ever think about it again. Really? Okay, so Wax just, like, landed on top of the car to stop it from going off the bridge, and I feel like that was maybe a more dangerous move than... I don't know. Maybe he's really good at controlling how much his weight is going to affect stuff, but I feel like if you're, you know, smushing a car down into the pavement to stop it hard enough, you might hurt the people inside? I don't know. They seem to be alright, so I guess it was fine. He still uses Vindication. I really like Vindication as a weapon. It's a good gun. It's a good gun. Good name, too. Alright, Haze Killer Round. But which... Which Haze Killer Round? Is that a coin shot round? Um, though he's firing it through the wall. I don't know if he has a haze killer round specifically for penetrating the wall or if he's using a haze killer coin shot round to try to actually hit, um, marks. A discarded submachine gun. Okay then. More Daka. Oh, don't lose vindication. Don't let him push vindication out of your hands, Wax. Hold on. Hold on. Oh no. He let go of it. Wax, I'm mad at you. You shouldn't have brought a gun to a coin shot fight. Don't bring coins to co don't bring guns to coin fights. Ugh, you let go of your gun. How dare you? Ugh, I always appreciate when Brandon reminds us that increasing your weight does not actually make you fall faster. It's like, oh yes, the physics person who appreciates good physics in me just it's so nice. It's true. It really would only help you fight the air resistance a little bit. Increase your terminal velocity, but yeah. Oh, it's so nice. 
It's so good. Brandon is so good, y'all. I don't know if you knew that, but Brandon Sanderson is so good. I am kind of wondering if the gentleman thief character is supposed to harken back to Kelsier a little bit. Possibly. I could almost see Kelsier doing this sort of thing. Though not killing a child, probably. That's what they said Marx did, was that he killed a child. But running for the slums where he has people who will protect him? I don't know. I know that we... Miles had some Kelsier parallels as well. Um, but it just kind of seems like the survivor of Hathson doesn't, doesn't want to keep his nose out of things. He just keeps getting compared to, like, all of the people in these books. Oh, frick. Is that Tan? What is Tan doing here? Oh, what? What's happening? What? What? And now we're on to chapter three. What? Is, was that actually Bloody Tan? Is Wax seeing things? Was that a Kandra? Ugh, I don't know. Okay, anyway. Chapter three. Here we go. Let's find out what's going on. Yeah, I'm only vaguely remembering what was going on in these chapters, so it's a, I'm appreciating that I ne I needed to read them again and still have things to react to. And Wayne is talking to his hat. Wow. That's just such good description. Ugh. Wind blew out of the place, happy to escape, carrying with it uncertain scents, food half-cooked, bodies half-washed, streets half-cleaned. The tall, compact tenements cast deep shadows, even in the afternoon, as if this were the place Dusk came for a drink and a chat before sauntering out for its evening duty. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna writer talk for a second. I am a writer who very much is character and more just event focused. Um, when I personally write things, I don't focus too much on my prose. Um, I've never been very good at having good prose. Um, and I've always felt that my story itself should be what draws readers in, rather than um, the way in which I'm conveying that story. Um, there's some writers who I love the way they work beautiful prose into their stories, and it's wonderful, but it's never been a writing style that I was super good at. And I've always kind of felt that Brandon was also a very straightforward prose user, in that what really draws me to his stories is, you know, characters, plot twists, magic systems, world building rather than, like, the actual way that he's writing about them. Um, I'm really fond of, you know, plain prose that gets the story across and doesn't get in the way. But man, there's just something really cool about when you can slip in a really good line, a really good description that's, you know, not too flowery, not too prosy, that's not distracting from the story in as it's just, like, phrased really beautifully. Like, it kind of makes me want to be more adventurous as a writer, that I can, that I don't have to be a prose-focused writer in order to have good bits of prose that I throw in there. That, like, if Brandon can do it, I feel like I want to, I want to write kind of the way that Brandon writes because he's so good at it, and therefore I need to, like, maybe I should try, because he can pull it off, so I should try to pull it off, too. It's just good. It's just, it was just a really good line. It was just a very, very, very good description thing. Yeah. Oh, love it. Okay, so Marazzi's talking about Spook. Hi, Spook. Um, the Lord Mistborn didn't want there to be any slums in the city. Yeah, I don't think you can really get rid of slums. Because, I mean, if you have a city that everyone is going to want to come to, then 
it's going to draw people who can't afford as much as everybody else. And there are usually lots of them, and they tend to bunch together and make places that are what they can afford. Oh, wait a second. We're in Wayne's point of view. I should have figured that out way sooner. Um, mostly because Wax, uh, Wayne just um, narratively commented on the fact that Wax didn't have his guns. And I was like, yeah, we saw him lose his gun. But Wayne doesn't know where they went, so. Okay, so we're in Wayne's point of view. I feel, I'm sorry that I'm a little bad at keeping track of things like that. I like Wayne trying to adopt an accent. That's really, it's a, it's a cool way to describe what he's doing. I will say, oh, okay. As someone who read, I read Cosmere books aloud to both my sister and my mom. It's kind of how I got them into Cosmere. Um, I really like reading books aloud to people because it's fun to watch them react in real time and be a part of that. But Wayne is one of the most annoying characters because I am nowhere near as good at accents as he is. And I have to, you know, if I'm accurately trying to represent his voice, I have to, like, try to do them a little bit. But, oh, Wayne. Wayne is difficult. He's he's hard to voice act. And I just don't have the skills to keep up with him. Okay. <laughs> Could you say another word that starts with H for me? He's collecting phonemes. Wayne has to collect all the phonemes, and he didn't have that one yet. Beautiful. The linguist in me is impressed with him. He probably doesn't know what he's doing, but that's definitely what he's doing. Wayne's supposed to live in Ash anymore. Harmony said it, he did. Hmm, that's kind of cool. That they would probably have more of a reaction against Ash because of the way the world used to be. Interesting. <laughs> Wayne's getting sat down and getting a good talking to. Okay, so I'm a little bit lost. He's talking about someone he's calling Bullhead. Who is this? Is this one of the guys that he was just talking to? Yes. Okay, yes it was. Um, so this is the one who is actually sitting him down for a talk. Wayne is following him now. Okay, sorry. Sometimes I get a little lost and I miss details and I have to go back, but it's alright. We are working with it. Well, Wayne was right, and this guy actually does know Max. Ratting out a friend? Completely off limits. Extorting a friend? Well, that was just good business sense. <laughs> and Marx is apparently unattractive, as Wayne says, Rust, no wonder the, man, the fellow normally wore a mask. What happens if he catches someone on the edge of his speed bubble? Do we know what happened? Um, I mean, I feel like... I feel like that must have been discussed before. I'm sure someone has asked that question, or Brandon talked about it himself, but I totally cannot for the life of me remember what actually happens. Oh well. Okay, I actually had to pause for a second because I got a phone call from my manager, so... Anyway, we're back. Um, Wayne has just knocked Marks out and threw him over his shoulder. Nicely done. Now we're moving toward Marasi and Wax, who are doing their own investigation. <laughs> and the children are hitting on her. Great. Gross. I'm so sorry, Marasi. Ugh. I don't know how I feel about her bribing them when she's trying to be an actual cop. 
See, Wax I'm a little bit more okay with because he's not, like, official, is he? Did he actually get made official? Mm, no, I can't remember. Maybe neither of you should be bribing people. If the best method of interrogation involves a drawer in someone's fingers. Wax, don't. Okay, Wax is kind of being rude. He needs to chill. Um, I think Marasi is correct in calling him on the fact that he's kind of being a jerk. And yeah, I kind of get the sense that Marasi is ready to move on to a more like professional relationship. And I don't necessarily think Wax is like upset about the fact that she sort of had a crush on him, but I think he kind of pushed that button because he's in a bad mood and he knew it would be annoying, which is kind of petty of him. <laughs> I like the two of them kept talking over each other. Uh, like, okay, maybe Wax was just trying to keep Marasi from spending her money on a bribe that they didn't need, but he was still a little bit rude about it. Goodness. Okay, now they're under attack. What? Wait a second. Wax is wearing his mist cloak? Or mist coat, sorry. Why did he have to show off his allomancy? Um, isn't that kind of, like, a sign? Hey, I'm an allomancer? Um, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are people who fake, who wear mist coats who aren't allomancers to try to pretend they are, but... I don't know, I'm a little surprised that the kids didn't react to someone wearing a mist coat immediately, even before he showed off his allomancy. Oh, and the problem is, both Marx and Wax are allomancers. Uh, they're both coin shots, so it's hard to tell if these people were trying to hit Marx or Wax. Like, who was the original target when they came out? Hmm. Morosi says obviously someone didn't want Marx to be captured. But I don't know, I could, say, I could see that they would be going after Wax, too. I think that's logical. Ha ha ha. Double back and check. Hi. There's, there's an assassin in the alleyway. Okay, I vaguely remember Marasi doing something cool last time I read this, but I totally don't remember what it is. Um, so let's see what cool thing Marasi does that I have vague recollection of. Glass dagger. Oh, glass dagger. And Waxilium dropped to the ground in front of them. It's just like old times. I totally forgot about Marasi's elemency. Oops. Oh, Marasi, why you no have no cadmium, girl? You do need to stop being embarrassed about your powers. This would be a good situation for them. Letting your allies on the outside move faster than you and your hostage person. Tisk tisk. Just take a little bit. Wow. Um, mer that? Why did did that happen in the draft that I read? She she just shot him in the head. Um, while he was holding her. Uh, that seems, I mean, I guess he had a knife to her neck, but I'm, I'm surprised Morasi could just, like, shoot someone just like that right next to her. Um, also, isn't that loud? Like, his head was right next to hers. It's just fired a gun right next to her ear. Like, I've, I've done some shooting and it's way louder than movies and TV shows would make, let you think. I guess if it's a little pistol, maybe it doesn't have too much of a crack, but it was still right next to her ear. Dude. And that's the end of chapter three. So I guess we have come to the end of our first episode. Um, I hope you guys liked it. I'm certainly 
wanting to read more. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and keep going, but I will sign off for this episode. So this is Feather. See you guys on the other side.